Welcome to another episode of Care Dangerous Talk. Guys, I got to hit you with some news today about Colin Kaepernick. And to do that, I brought over my homie, NFL <laughs> USA Today, NFL columnist, Jared Bell. How are you doing today? Hey, what's going on, Kara? It's good to see you again. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to see your face as well. Yeah, yeah. We go back to days in Bristol, Connecticut with ESPN. <laughs> and here we are on a whole nother platform. So that's good to right. See yeah, My good own to platform. It feels even better, <laughs> even nicer. How about that? that? <laughs> I know that's right. Look, I had to bring in the big guns today because, you know, Colin Kaepernick, his fans have been waiting for this time to happen where we're kind of hearing he may be getting a chance to get back in the NFL. But like I said, I want to bring on a big gun to really break it down for us today. So we're going to get into it, Jared. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready to talk about Colin Kaepernick for sure. Okay, but before we do that, you know what I got to do. I got to hit them with the intro so they'll know where we at. So here we go. Uh, Yes, and we're back. You didn't know I had that bop, did you? <laughs> I know. I remember, and it was like you could have let that play on for a couple more minutes. That was that was hot. That was hot. I appreciate it. Look, we got serious news to talk about. Okay. Look now, Colin Kaepernick. He hasn't played in the NFL since what was it? 2017. Was that it? Yeah. I, I was sitting here before we came on the show trying to remember the exact date. 2017 sounds about right. Uh, 2018, <laughs> everything hit the fan after, well, during and after. Um, it's a shame that we're sitting up here talking about this. It's 2022. Yes, it is. So, actually, you know, he was unsigned by NFL teams since 2017 after protesting police brutality against Black people and other social injustices by kneeling doing a national anthem. So we, we hear news that the Raiders are thinking about, you know, maybe he could be a good fit for them. But I want to know from you how true it is, because if I go to the Huffington Post, uh, they have an article here where, where the Las Vegas Raiders owner says he will welcome Colin Kaepernick with open arms and that he knows that he sacrificed a lot to get a message across about police violence and equality and inclusion in America. And he stands by that. He also goes on to say that I believe in Colin Kaepernick, the Raiders owner, Mark Davis. He deserves every chance in the world to become a quarterback. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say something, uh, Jared. My mom <laughs> you, you go first. <laughs> look, look, my mama always said you can make your mouth say anything, right? But <laughs> what about that. the action? How real is this? Can we really believe that he's, is Mark Davis going to make a move? What's going on? Yeah. Okay. Now let's read between the lines and see exactly what this man said. He yeah. said he would welcome him with open arms to join the Raiders. Okay. How many years later? Okay. Now let's also keep in mind that uh, Derek Carr, the mm -hmm. Raiders quarterback who had a phenomenal season last year, mm -hmm. um, even with the, you know, the changeover with John Gruden and all of the drama um, Carr took his game to another level and 
maybe could have been in the conversation for MVP. It was that good of a year for him. So let's say all that, they gave him a new contract. So they have their quarterback, okay, in terms of who they're investing their money in. Now, Mark Davis says, okay, somebody definitely asked him the question, and he responded by saying, oh, yeah, I would welcome him with open arms. Now, Mm -hmm. the way I read that is him saying, well, if my football people want him and they come to me and they say, we want to sign Colin Kaepernick, be it for a backup role, be it for an emergency, if something were to happen to Carr, that he says that they would get his stamp of approval. That's kind of how I read this. Now, mm-hmm. the other thing, you go back to this whole history with Colin Kaepernick, and it, as sad as it is, let me just yeah. say one thing first before I get into the football part. The whole idea of what he was protesting for, look mm-hmm. at what happened in the years after Colin Kaepernick and his NFL situation, we had, you know, Mr. Floyd. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we had, you know, any number of other cases of police brutality. So everything that Colin Kaepernick brought to the American uh, consciousness on a football field, it really rang true not too long after that. And, and then remember Roger Goodell comes out and says, you know, we should have listened to our players more and all that crap. Right. So, um, more power to Colin Kaepernick mm-hmm. for what he did when he did it. And he knew at the time that there was a possibility that he was sacrificing his career. And what a shame it is to be living in America and you have a situation where you say, well, if I speak my mind, I could be sacrificing my career. Same thing was said recently about Brian Flores when he mm-hmm. signed that uh, and filed that lawsuit against the Dolphins and, and a couple of other NFL teams and the league um, alleging, uh, you know, <laughs> violations of the Rooney rule, discrimination, et cetera, et cetera. And the thinking was when Flores filed his lawsuit was that, mm-hmm. oh, he'll never get another job in the NFL. He has just committed careers to suicide. And it's a shame that people put it in that context. Right. And let me just mm-hmm. say, I thought that that was a possibility too. Mm-hmm. Um, kudos to the Pittsburgh Steelers for, and Mike Tomlin for hiring Brian Flores to at least give him a place in the NFL, even though he's overqualified to be linebackers coach, maybe he'll still be able to be a head coach again. So all that said, um, the reasons for Colin Kaepernick uh, not being in the league, we know what they are. And if Mark Davis really felt this strongly about Colin Kaepernick, maybe the Raiders would have made a rule before in terms of bringing them in, even if it's um, as a backup, even if mm-hmm. it's, you know, you got Carr and not taking anything away from him. But, you know, if you're Colin Kaepernick, obviously you want a chance to compete and show that you are a quarterback. I, I read so I, in, in that quote, it's like mm-hmm. Mark Davis says, well, he, he deserves every chance to be a quarterback. Well, he already is a quarterback. He's <laughs> He's a quarter quarterback without a job. Okay, show me the money. Yeah. So, so here's here's my bottom line on this, Kara. Uh-huh. It's great to see Mark Davis say that. Go on record mm-hmm. to say that because I think, like, even um, you know, shortly after uh, Colin Kaepernick hit the free agent market and he first started looking for a job, you know, there was a possibility he was going to sign with the Baltimore Ravens, right? Mm-hmm. And um, that would have been a great system for him. He played for Jim Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, the Ravens mm-hmm. coach. Um, they ended up signing RG3 at that time to come in. And, and that was before Lamar Jackson really, you know, caught fire and became the guy that he was. But there was talk about the Ravens and it seemed to be pretty close. And then 
um, that deal fell apart. And there are se several reasons why it didn't happen, including the fact that um, Raven's ownership, as far as I've heard, was very concerned. And other owners maybe not have come out publicly, and the Ravens didn't come out and say that publicly either. Um, but there was this concern in terms of, well, how is the fan base going to react to Colin Kaepernick and, and would it turn off our sponsors and our season ticket holders? So all of those things were there, you know, way back. I don't know mm -hmm. if those things will go away. They should because of what we've seen happen in America since then. They should have never been there in the first place. But bottom line, um, if I'm a Colin Kaepernick fan, I wouldn't hold my breath on this just because we've heard different um, things percolate from time to time during these past few years. Remember the Seattle Seahawks and the Seahawks, by the way, they kind of need a quarterback, right? Mm -hmm. With Russell Wilson gone, right. um, there's been, you know, a lot of discussion about whether they will trade for Baker Mayfield. I think that's a possibility. Um, but the Seahawks definitely in the market for a quarterback and Pete Carroll has come on has been on record a couple of times saying, oh, yeah, Colin Kaepernick is a guy uh, we have interest in. And and he's, and Pete Carroll even said it recently. He said they didn't sign him before because they had Russell Wilson and they didn't think it was fair to bring him in in that position. Well, guess what? You don't have Russell Wilson. you got Geno Smith, but you mm -hmm. don't have Russell Wilson. And if you're going to really be serious about looking at Colin Kaepernick and giving him a chance, um, now would be a time for Seattle. So, the Raiders, great. I think Seattle would be the team on the clock on the hot seat right now because we know they have a job. And, oh, by the way, the Carolina Panthers, I mean, what do they have at quarterback? I mean, you could say that about mm -hmm. uh, at least a half dozen teams where he should be able to walk in right now and at least compete. The Giants, okay? Mm -hmm. Really? Colin Kaepernick couldn't go there and beat out Daniel Jones, who they did not exercise the fifth-year option on? I don't think John Mara would be the guy like Mark Davis saying, I'd welcome him with open arms. In fact, in fact I really seriously doubt John Mara would say that. So there are other uh, situations that would be more realistic for Colin Kaepernick if you were a team really serious about giving him a chance. You said Geno Smith, and that's a throwback for me. Like, I haven't heard that name in a while. He's He's been backing up Russell Wilson. You know, and when Russell Wilson got hurt last year, mm -hmm. Geno had to play, and he played pretty well. I mean, the, the, the team didn't do well, and the Seahawks didn't make the playoffs. But for three or four games, you know, Geno Smith, um, you know, he showed himself well. Mm -hmm. um, and like you said, that's a throwback because he's been – on the bench behind Russell Wilson, but, you know, every team's got to have a backup guy. And then when they had to, you know, call that number, he was ready. Um, That's great. But, uh, and, and he may get a shot. You know, Pete Carroll has said it um, th this offseason that Geno Smith will be in the competition. So we'll see. We'll see if they, uh, like I say, trade for Baker Mayfield or, or something, or maybe even bring in Colin Kaepernick <laughs> and, and see if Geno Smith can compete with all of that. Well, let me ask you this, Jared, because there are 32 NFL teams, but there are a lot of players. Any rumblings about how players feel about if Kaepernick comes back on the field? Um, I have not heard that, except if you go back to 2017-18, and, I mean, there was a lot of solidarity with players. Uh, mm -hmm. It, it kind of came in trickles. Number one, you know, there were, Eric Reed, his teammate, was, you know, 
his ride or die guy. Okay. Um, but around the league, you had other players who protested for good reason. Then you had some teams that said, if anybody protests here, Dallas Cowboys, um, then you're not going to have a job. Right. And lo and behold, there were a couple guys that um, called Jerry Jones's bluff and they weren't there very long. Okay. Um, and you know, the Cowboys said, Oh, it was because they were underperforming overweight, blah, 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 but weren't there. Anyway, bottom line, I still think that there is a mentality among players to look out for number one. And in a sense, you can't blame them when you think about how, what it takes to get to the point that you can play in the NFL and NFL stands for not for long. Right. Um, as it also um, stands for not for Colin Kaepernick. But any, any, I don't know if those letters match up. But point being, um, great point. I think there was mm-hmm. the movement among players after the, the Kaepernick situation blew up, aided by Donald Trump. Donald Trump actually helped um, fortify some of the, the the thinking among NFL players to the point where they really were able to have some dialogue with some with some teams and team owners in the league in terms of trying to do things to advance their cause. But in terms of would we, you know, go out on the limb, walk the plank for Colin Kaepernick? Um, I didn't sense that at that time. And I don't sense that at this time, Mm -hmm. because you think about how many players are in the league now who were there when Colin Kaepernick took a knee, you know, five years in the NFL, Kara, is a long time. And I just to throw a number out, an educated guess, I would think definitely um, no more than 50% of the players are still in the league that were in the league when Colin Kaepernick was taking his knee. And it might be something like 30% or 40% because you have that turnover in the NFL just um, by the nature of the league and the roster and the salary cap. You know, you get, you know, the average career length is three years. And when you talk about you take out all the guys who are 10 year veterans, that average is like a year because the bottom of the roster turns over all the time from year to year in the NFL because they're trying to, you know, manage the salary cap and that sort of thing. So I would say, you know, fewer than half of the players in the league now were in the league when Colin Kaepernick uh, took his knee. So I don't know if they are invested to that degree. Okay, I'm going to play a video and then I'm going to come back and have a question for you. Here we go. That was Colin being invited to Michigan by Jim Harbaugh. Now, Colin was quoted saying recently, for the past five years, I've been working out and staying ready in case an opportunity to play presents itself. Now, I've been hearing from other people in media when when I watch their programs that if this didn't happen, like you kind of said earlier, when the whole George Floyd thing was going on, it's probably not going to happen now. In fact, on NBC Sports, Mike Golick actually said, nobody thinks the juice is worth the squeeze. 
<laughs> which which is so I mean you obviously we see that Jim Harbaugh still has belief in 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 mm-hmm. him. But when you hear things like that it, yeah, I, it's, it's it's disappointing. It really is because we're talking about a league where winning is supposed to be um, worth the bottom line, at least the competition on the field. We know that is not always true. The NFL is not always a meritocracy as people would like it to be or like it to uh, like it to be perceived. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great analogy by Golick. <laughs> right. Squeeze in the juice and um, without even knocking Colin Kaepernick. I mean, that was his opinion of of kind of what's going on. But um, yeah, the point being that Colin Kaepernick looks as good today as he did, you know, four years ago. That arm looked good. The hair looked great. Uh, the movement looked good. Um, and so if any of these 32 teams wanted to see that before now, they could have easily done that and arranged to see him. So, um, yeah, that's where the pessimism comes in. And remember, you know, he had a settlement with the NFL in with his collusion case. Yes, I don't do. know exactly how much money he got. There have been some numbers out there, but um, I also know that whatever that number is, it's supposed to be bound by a confidentiality clause. So um, I don't know exactly how much Colin Kaepernick received in that suit, but whatever he received, it came from 32 teams. It didn't mm-hmm. come from just one team. It came from 32 teams and everybody mm-hmm. pitched in to pay off Colin Kaepernick. So the thinking now being that um, it would not surprise me if certain teams said, well, we've already paid off Colin Kaepernick. We don't want to touch him. So I think even from that standpoint, it it makes it seem, um, you know, even more challenging to think that he'd get a shot. But I think the bottom line is that so many teams have needed quarterbacks since Colin mm-hmm. Kaepernick took his knee. So there have been so many opportunities there. There are five, six, seven teams out there right now who could use Colin Kaepernick, New York Giants. Um, and so mm-hmm. everything about this situation just looks like it's a lot of hope and hype. And, you know, as you said a few minutes ago, show me the money. Yeah, show me a contract. Show me at least a guy getting into training camp to get a shot. Now, I want to just let everybody know, here are some facts. During his final NFL season, Kaepernick tallied 16 touchdown passes and four interceptions in 12 total appearances. Now, Jared, I just want to ask you, because it doesn't seem like anybody's worried about this. We we hear distraction, 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 okay? But is the NFL at all concerned that they'll be on the wrong side of history? <laughs> it, it may not happen today, but you know, later down the line, look at how the media portrayed uh Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. They they didn't like him at first, and then years later, centuries later, now they see him as a hero. I mean, they soften his image, but you get my point. Totally. Do you think this should be a concern for the NFL? It should be a concern, but I don't know if it is. Um <laughs> hey Kara, that was like I think my second or third Colin Kaepernick. Um, column back then. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, this is some history right before our eyes. And regardless of what you think about Colin Kaepernick right now, years from now, people will view him in a different light. And I think that that has proven to be true. Um, Even though when you say, well, what people, well, there's a lot of people, especially younger people, especially, you know, definitely people of color and people who are more liberal in their thinking. I think they 
see the value in what Colin Kaepernick did in terms of the stand he took. And so, um, yeah, that is an American story, okay? Uh, any way you want to slice it. So, um, yeah, I think years from now that the NFL will look like, you know, it was the, it was wrong in how it handled Colin Kaepernick. Um, but to the people now that are in control in the league and, the you know, the, the power brokers in the league, the people who are concerned with the image, I don't think that they are worried about, well, in, in 2075, <laughs> this is how this is going to look. I think right. they try to, they're trying to get through the day and through the week and through the season. And so, um, yeah, in terms of Colin Kaepernick's place in history, I think it is already secure. And, yeah, to compare him to Ali, I think um, is fair just mm -hmm. because of what he sacrificed and knew he was sacrificing just to make his point and then to see everything that happened in a short time after he took a knee as, you know, it's sad to say that, mm -hmm. you know, it was a forewarning of some, some tragedies that happened. Well, let me ask you this, because normally when somebody comes into the league and they say, well, I'm going to work my hardest. And, and even if I have to start back up, I want to be the main guy. I want to be the starter. Normally that's looked at as, Oh, okay, great. But when you've been through what Colin Kaepernick has been through, and you make that statement and you say, I, I don't mind starting as backup, but I want to be a starter at some point. I'm hearing some people say, you know, wait a minute. Some teams may not like that because, for instance, Tim Tebow, he wanted to be a starter, but they just didn't see him that way. They wanted to move his position. So they felt like if, you know, a person like that who has those type of kind of crazy fans, if they don't do kind of what they want, then that's going to become a thing. Yeah, I think it really takes a strong team, strong mm -hmm. leadership, strong coach, strong locker room um, to, to, you know, to handle Colin Kaepernick if a team signed him. But there are teams out there that are like that, that have those things. They have a strong owner that has principles. They have, you know, a strong head coach. But none of these teams have stepped up and signed Colin Kaepernick. But in terms of the whole distraction thing, um, yeah, but how, you know, if Michael Vick can mm -hmm. come back and get a job in the NFL after all the drama and, you know, all of the bad publicity that, you know, was generated from, you know, for him regarding uh, the dogfighting situation, he got another chance. Okay. And, you know, I think when Michael Vick came back, he came back to Philadelphia, Andy Reid brought him back. Um, yeah, PETA protested. There were protests, maybe a, you know, at, a, at some of the games, or maybe there was even so somebody at every game, but, you know, it was noticeable those first couple of games. And then, you know, it kind of got to be a point of, okay, is Michael Vick going to win the starting job, right? Mm -hmm. And can he get his game back and all of that? So I think that Colin Kaepernick um, deserves at least that. But again, what I think he deserves and what NFL people think he deserves, two different things. But um, yeah, as far as the distraction, yeah, maybe it's a distraction, you know, when he walks in because everybody's going to revisit the story and so on and so forth. But again, to that point, when you start talking about public perception, mm -hmm. the difference now versus the difference when he took a knee is what happened with George Floyd and others in this society that, you know, really kind of, you know, illustrated, you know, all the hor horrible things that, that Colin Kaepernick wanted to bring some attention to.
And how about this NFL? How about if you want to um, let him back in? How about you just stand behind him? I think if they stood behind him and stopped using this, distra- I think the distraction thing, I I kind of get it, but then I feel like it's an excuse. It's like you just say distraction and that, that'll keep people quiet. It's a distraction. It's a distraction. Yeah, I, I think for the most part, and again, that collusion lawsuit, don't know what the numbers were, but remember 32 teams chipped in to pay off Colin Kaepernick, right? In and, 2019, they Yeah, settled. exactly. Right, and they, they settled it. So after you settle, do, are you inclined to say, oh, I want this guy? You know, I don't, I don't know if that's um, realistic to think that people would think that way. But even beyond that, mm-hmm. you know, you said the NFL should just let them back in. Okay, remember the NFL is 32 teams. So mm-hmm. maybe Mark Davis says that, he would welcome him with open arms. Would Jerry Jones welcome him with open arms? Would Stan Kroenke, who has a quarterback, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. welcome him with open arms? Would Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick welcome him with open arms? They gave Cam Newton a shot. Would David Tepper, the Carolina Panthers owner, Woody Johnson, the Giants owner, on and on. John Mara, the Giants. I said Woody Johnson, Jets owner. John Mara, Giants owner. I mean, it sounds um, like you rapping over there. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's my whole point. You can say the NFL can put out a video and say, yeah, we welcome Colin Kaepernick back, right? And, um, you know, we've moved on and we think society should move on. Look at what we put in our end zone, in racism. We all must work together. It's right there on the field, stenciled <laughs> in the end zone. Okay, but still it takes the individuals who have the power to sign him. And it really just takes one at this point. And like I said, Pete Carroll has talked a good game about Colin Kaepernick a couple of times, but here he is right now look, needing a quarterback to, to succeed Russell Wilson. And to, to my knowledge, they haven't made a move. Yeah, I hate to tell anybody to give up, but for me, it's just like, you know, you, you have the hard stance on the NFL. You know, we all know doing his Netflix special, um, Colin White and Black, I believe is titled, he compared the NFL combine to um, slavery. And <laughs> and I understand some of those statements, but it's just like, you know, at what point do you just don't even want to be involved with the NFL anymore? And I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve it because he worked his whole life for it. But I just wonder, does he have that, that conversation also? And my last question to you, um, Jared, this season and, and him trying to uh, get on teams, is this the last chance? Does this feel like after this, it just needs, it's, it's done? Yeah, you know what? Um, I don't know. And the reason why uh-huh. I say that is because I thought the last time was going to be it. And I thought a couple of times before that was going to be it. But yeah, what is different this time around? He had the real showcase at the University of Michigan and looked good. And now you get you know a little more buzz out there with people talking about it. So I wouldn't say it's the last time because what happens if we get to um, you know September fifteenth and some team's quarterback you know suffers an injury in the right. second week of the season or something, right? And you start looking and say, okay, who can we get? Do we want to call Philip Rivers at forty years old and get him off the couch, or do we want to call Colin Kaepernick and see if he wants to do it? I mean, I think. That, that possibility is always there. Now, um, Colin Kaepernick or Philip Rivers or anybody, Robert Griffin III, anybody who's a Cam Newton, anybody who's out of 
football right now would have to ask themselves, okay, do I want to go in in week two and try to learn the playbook and, you know, really try to build from there? Or am, or am I at such a disadvantage that it's going to be a lose losing situation for me to try to come in there and play catch up? I don't know that. But if you are looking for a job, you probably should take it either way, right? Mm -hmm. Just because it might be a rare opportunity. So I wouldn't say that this would be the last time, except, and one of the reasons is because so many people are still um, supporting Colin Kaepernick, at least the mm -hmm. fans are, right? And mm -hmm. people want to see this for him. So I think the conversation will always be there. Now, whether or not that means that he's on the NFL's radar, um, I, I'm not going to say that because I, I swear – um, I don't know the, the, the circumstances of why Mark Davis said what he made, what he said, but I would bet my bottom dollar somebody asked him the question to say, okay, what would you think about Colin Kaepernick? And mm -hmm. he responded the way he did. Well, thankfully, we have other quarterbacks like Tom Brady still playing because you look at <laughs> you look at Colin and you say he's 32 years old. On NFL, you take a lot of hits. I mean, the quarterback, I mean, sometimes they take hits, sometimes they don't, but you know, we'll see how long this goes on and it, yeah but but you're right Colin Kaepernick has what they call fresh legs right <laughs> right he's been sitting he out hadn't, he hadn't been hit so so you can't use that excuse that he's all battered and beaten up right now absolutely now I know you've covered him in the past I just want to let everybody know when you write for USA Today your columnist you spoke um so that's why I wanted to have you on today as mm -hmm. well. Can you tell everybody where they can check out uh, more of your columns and everything? Yeah, uh, for sure. Thank you, Kara. Um, mm -hmm. USAToday.com. Um, that's our, you know, tried and true website. So please go there. Check it out. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Jarrett Bell and I'll post stories there. Uh, in, in fact, also on Twitter, you can follow um, at USA Today Sports and they uh they post all our all of our columns and include you know mine uh Mike Jones my colleague at USA Today on the NFL desk Mike Freeman who does a wonderful job writing columns about race and culture you can find him I think at Mike Freeman NFL on Twitter and 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 by at by Mike Jones is a, is another one of my colleagues so again I put a plug in for those guys too because they they cover this just like I do but. Um, yeah, we're, we're out there and we'll definitely um, <laughs> keep up with Colin Kaepernick if there's something to be, be said. But I want a different story with Colin Kaepernick. I want the story about, OK, here's the chance he was looking for and here's training camp starting next week. So we'll I know. See. And then then after he gets the chance, then we have to be nervous, like, oh, God, please play well. Please play well so you can show these people out, you know, true, true to a sense. But even beyond that, you know, from my standpoint, it's just give him the chance because I, I, I don't think he's going to stink it up. But mm -hmm. I know what you're saying. After all of this, he's got to go in and, and, and show well. But then, you know, the other question will be, well, OK, he's got to knock some rust off all of that. But at this point, mm -hmm. let's just get this man on a team. And hopefully, if it happens, this would be the ideal time after the draft. So you've had free agency. You've had the draft. People have drafted mm -hmm. their young quarterbacks. Some people we thought may have made a move on a quarterback didn't. So now you kind of reboot. I'm talking about each individual team. You see where your holes are. There's still some free agents out there. There's another wave of free agency. But if you're talking about Colin Kaepernick, seriously, Seattle Seahawks, 
now would be the time because you've got a couple, three months before training camp. So give them the playbook, let them learn the playbook. You got the OTAs, the mini camp. So if you're really seriously thinking about Colin Kaepernick, now is the window of opportunity so that he could have a chance to legitimately compete in training camp in the preseason and the regular season if it gets to that point. Yes, NFL columnist, USA Today, Derek Bell, you came through and you broke it down. I want to <laughs> remind all the viewers to make sure you like this video, leave us some awesome comments, and if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the Care Dangerous Talk YouTube channel. Jerry, it was lovely. Thank you so much for your analysis on every single thing today. All right. Thank you, my sister. I appreciate you having me. Yes, and we're out.